What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And we're here from Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Always got to give F.A. a big shout out there. No doubt about it. Ronis, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm sure you're all like, you know, you're, you're NBA'd out and you're into baseball. But you know what, man? The NFL pushes their way into the news once again. And, uh, and right now here, as we're recording, they have just released the 2021 schedule. Yes, uh, it's been leaking out since yesterday and then today. Um, I don't know. I just can't watch a schedule release. Not when there's actual real baseball games and NBA games on. But that's just me. I mean, look, the schedule's going to be there. You can check it any anytime. Season doesn't start for a few months the last I checked. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. You want to see who's playing week one, what are the primetime games, who does your favorite team play. I understand that. But, like, to make this whole big theatrical performance of it is just another case of the NFL doing what they do. Well, and see, but here's the thing, uh, you know, because I, I talked about this on the Fantasy Alarm show. So if you listen to me on the alarm show, this might be a little bit of a repeat just in this statement. The marketing for the NFL, phenomenal. Because, you know, listen, they they do. They announce the schedule. They make it a little bit of a big deal, even though it's really not. But, like, does anybody care when they launch the MLB schedule? No. Does anybody care when they launch the NBA schedule? No. But, like, all of a sudden, like, the NFL – you know, they're releasing their schedule and they brought drama into it, like serious drama um, in for, you know, because everybody, you know, they leaked the information. And so we already knew we already know what's going on for week one. There are lines already out, you know, uh, over on the uh, on the books. But it's it's the fact that they get you so amped up, like, here you go. First game Thursday night, your Cowboys in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. So you've got the most wagered on team in the history of football in Dallas against Tom Brady, the Super Bowl champs, equally heavily bet last year uh, as well because of Tom Brady. And that's your week one right there. It's the return of Dak Prescott um, against the, the Super Bowl champs. That's That's right there. But then that's Thursday night. You look forward at some other things. Here you go. How about Jets at Panthers in week one, right? How about the Sam Darnold revenge game narrative in week one at home against the Jets? You got Browns Chiefs, which is a rematch of, of last year's divisional round. You got Seahawks Colts, which is Wilson versus Wentz. Dolphins Patriots, which is a, a divisional game, but it's two teams trending in opposite directions. Like, you know, players who hate each other. Um, Jaguars at Texans. Okay. So not only do you have all the, the hoopla with urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and Travis ETN, and what are the Jags going to be like, but they're putting them up against a team that looks like a, a, a fucking tomato can. When you take Deshaun Watson out from under center, we don't know if Watson's going to play or not. So now we've got city. We, we we've got, like Jags are a point and a half favorite today, right? And we've got, you know, just it's it's that that drama that can build over time. Will Deshaun Watson play? Won't he play? And then all of a sudden, when we get that information, what happens to the spread? How much are we looking at the Jags? I just think that it's they they did an amazing job. How about how about this Packers at Saints? 
right? Who's going to be the starting quarterbacks in that game, right? Is it going to be Rodgers? I don't know. It's drama, dude. It's like good publicity. I mean, you're always going to find good games every week. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter really who played, whether this was intentional or not. I think the big difference is there's fewer games. So they're all more important. You know, when you're looking at NFL schedule, yeah, they increased it now and it's 17 games. It's hard to get excited or really analyze it for baseball, which is 162 games, or the NBA or NHL, which are typically 82. That's why. That, that's 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 really it. You don't think you don't think the schedule makers put some of this here at week one so that they increase the drama of the whole thing? Jets Panthers to open the season. They were, I mean, they were going to play regardless. They're on the schedule. Yes, they, yes, it doesn't make a difference whether it's week one or week eight. The same storylines exist. The same storylines do exist, but you're talking about opening night, like week one. That's that's what I'm talking about. You know, but yeah, week, you can. Week you know, one if game, it's like week eight, you circle it on the calendar, and you're like, yeah, okay, this is going to be a great game in November. So then I would say the opposite then that they they fucked up because week one you're excited regardless of who you play. So why do you need that storyline then? I would do it the other. I don't know if you're if you're if week one you're you know regardless like I mean yeah, Chargers Chargers yeah. Washington you, are, you, are you excited you, about that game? If you're a Chargers or Washington fan, you are. It doesn't matter. Right, but if you're a football fan and you watch all the games, especially like the fantasy community does. Well, fantasy, you can, does it, you can't bring the fantasy community into this because the fantasy community will watch anything. Because number one, for fantasy, and number two, they're probably wagering on it. So it could be the shittiest game on Thursday night they're watching. Right, but you're not giving them the shittiest game. You're giving them something humongous here in I mean, Cowboys Jets, Bucks. Jets Panthers is humongous? No, Cowboys Bucks, the Thursday night game. Yeah, I mean... There are, well, first of all, you and knew yeah, that Jets Panthers because it's the major media market of New York. Yeah, it, it didn't matter who they played though, They're, and they were going to play the Panthers anyway. If they were, if they were playing like the the, I don't even know. If they were playing Washington, people would be like, yeah, whatever. That's not a that's not a game. This is just this is drama right from the start. I'm surprised, man. You there's know what? drama. Right. There's drama. You can, you can every, my balloon. That's fine. Well, no, there's drama every week in the NFL. You can, oh, I can, we can go through each week and find a storyline. Well, I don't know. Let's, uh, we, we can probably look at the, uh, at the schedule right now and find yourself a, all right, what's week, what's week what's two? Good? Giants, Washington is the Thursday night game. Okay. So there you go. Division rivalry. Cowboys, Chargers. Who cares? Is really? that really? With Herbert? I think the Chargers are an intriguing team. I think the Chargers are an intriguing team, of course, but I'm not Bills, Dolphins. There, there's no drama there. Bills, Dolphins. Can the Dolphins be a threat in the division? Yeah, your your storylines are weak in comparison to my week one ones. Sorry. Weak. Weak, Adam. Chiefs, Chiefs, Ravens, week two, Sunday night. Chiefs, Ravens, week two, Sunday night. There you go. That's a good game. That's that's definitely that's got drama to it. Right. That's that's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking for a little drama here. Look, you know, they don't do this this shit when you're talking about like the MLB schedule. Like it, it doesn't even matter. Like, oh hey, yeah, Dodgers Giants are uh are playing a, a three-game set to open up the season. 
You play so many teams. Okay, so what would have been the MLB drama to open this season that you wanted to see so badly on opening day when you're already excited for opening day? What did you I need was to already see? excited for opening day because it wasn't a shortened season. That was that was my excitement for MLB. <laughs> I'm just saying that that to this to me looks like, and I'm surprised. Listen, you you don't feel you don't feel that way, and that's fine. That's fine. You don't feel like the NFL. Uh, did a little something here for week one to kind of heighten the uh, the drama and the anticipation of the season. I I, I mean I maybe I think they're wrong. Maybe I mean, but the, we knew the Bucks were opening Thursday night. Does it really matter who the Bucks play unless it was a shitty division? It was going to be a good game regardless. Yeah. Right? Do you want to see? Would you Would you have cared if they played the Panthers as much as it with the Cowboys? And I'm not even saying talking about it as a Cowboys fan. I'm talking about it as like a betting man or a fantasy guy or anything like that would 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 you prefer cowboys at bucks or panthers at bucks i mean it's clearly the, game. clearly cowboys bucks is a better game yeah that's all i'm saying man that's all i'm saying they they just I, I don't think that they just looked at this and they were like you know i mean once they started like having to deal with like the london games um then you worry about travel time and, and bye weeks and stuff like that. Um, but I listen, all right, that's fine. That's fine. You want to just poo-poo my uh my my drama, you want to take the wind out of my sails, dude. That's that's fine. No, that's fine. It, maybe they did the mud friend Adam Ronis here, everybody. No, maybe they did it intentionally, but again, I think people get excited for week one, regardless of what the matchups are. I think in every sport. Everyone's excited for the first night opening day. They're just excited about it. Yes, but there are better storylines to sink your teeth into right now than, you know, and again, then if they just went by, you know, oh, we'll just make them divisional games here to start or oh, we'll just I think that there's there, there's some there's a little added zing to it. That's OK. You don't think so. You don't think so. You must own like Zach Gallon everywhere and you're all pissed. I off don't. That he's, I don't have him anywhere done for the season. I don't have him anywhere. Oh, you're lucky. I've got him. It's unbelievable. All right. Well, so uh, so Adam takes the wind out of my sails here. Like, so why did, uh, what do I have to do with that? You can feel any way you want. I have nothing to do with it. I was excited to talk about it with you. Thought I'd get you, you know, a little, a little pumped up for a little added excitement. And you're just like, no, nah, nah, whatever. I mean, these games are not played till September. It's May. I understand that. I'm not listen. I'm not breaking down the games. I'm breaking down the drama, the narrative. And then you can't you can't look at every game uh, every week and say that there's like some big narrative to it. There are going to be some there's you're going to get a hand, you know, like a, a couple of games that'll have a narrative develop. But. I think the I think the so, NFL did a little. So <laughs> is the is the Bears Rams Sunday night game? Is that a big narrative there? What's what's it there? No, that's that's not a big narrative there. That really. And what isn't. about what about Monday Night Ravens? Unless Ravens? unless you want to say Matthew Stafford's debut as a uh, as the Rams QB, but it has nothing to do with the opposition. It has right. nothing to do with the team they're playing. And what about the Monday Night game Ravens Raiders? What's the appeal there? Um, narrative wise, probably nothing. Again, so they put those games there knowing, oh, it's prime time. It's football. People are going to watch. No, no, no. They put it in prime time. They put the Ravens in prime time because it's Lamar Jackson. Everybody wants to see Lamar Jackson. 
Raiders in Vegas. That's, you know, listen, Monday night football for, for Vegas. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a big thing, but there's no, there's nothing there with the narrative between the, uh, the, the two teams. There's no drama between the Raiders and the Ravens, at least none that I know of uh, off the top of my head, but they're there on Monday night because now you've got Vegas Monday night football and you've got Lamar Jackson. So there is a little think, something, something. I think the Raiders were Monday Night Football last year too, Week One, when they had the doubleheader. Were they? Good I for think them. so. For the, well, first year in Vegas, so now it's a it's it's a thing. They probably they probably went over very very well in in Nevada. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of money that changed hands that night. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well. The schedule is out. Circle the ones on your calendar, the ones that you like, and uh, maybe we uh, as we uh, we sprinkle in some more NFL coverage into this podcast. Much to the chagrin of Adam Ronis, was just not ready to take that step yet. That's okay. That's okay, Adam. It's okay, my friend. Give you a wow. shout out here. Let's pay some bills. Let's uh, talk to uh, give you guys a, a shout to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. The DFS site that you guys need to be playing on. Here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyNightFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P. You will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we... Uh, Pay the bills. All right, Adam. A lot of a uh, lot of low-scoring baseball action going on right now, but I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of uh, I don't know. I don't want to say there's there's good news and there's bad news here. I mean, I said Zach Gallen, where he's on the IL because of his elbow. How about Mike Soroka? Like, <laughs> I feel like every day we've got a new major injury to deal with Mike Soroka uh, exploratory surgery on his Achilles after a concerning MRI. That doesn't sound good. Does it? No, it doesn't. And you know, this is the risk that you take with players that have an injury when you draft them thinking like, all right, yeah, I'll take him, and I'm getting value. He'll be back within a month and I'll be good. I mean, there's risk that they have setbacks. I mean, he had he had another. What was his injury that he had? It was not even the Achilles. No, it was the Achilles. Yeah. No, no, it is now. But he had another injury after the Achilles when he was rehabbing. He had a setback. It wasn't the Achilles. It was something else. You don't remember? 
when he was, was rehabbing. Was it a Maybe it man? was. Yeah, it was something else though. So he had he's that had shoulder stuff go on. So he's had that, and now this. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want any part of him in drafts. I was just like, I'm not dealing with that. Uh, you, you know, you were hoping he would be back in a month. But that's why it's the same thing. Like people have been asking me about trading for injured guys, and I personally don't like to do it. It could work out, right? You get them cheaper. But we've already seen Christian Yelich have a setback, George Springer have a setback. So I don't really want to trade for an injured player unless they're like, oh, yeah, they'll be back in a week or two. And even then, there's risk of them having a setback. And Soroka is the perfect example here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other, oh, yeah. So it was the shoulder that cropped up on him during the uh, during the spring. He tore his Achilles, uh, what you would call it, last year at the uh, at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, huge bummer there. Um, but we're getting some call ups, which actually kind of nice, especially if you play in uh, one of these mono leagues. Um, Talk to me here about Khalil Lee. Thoughts on him coming up for the Mets. Uh, they're definitely in need of a, of a catalyst there. Um, he's one guy who uh, I got to look at in, uh, you know, in NL labor. If he uh, if, if he's got the the capability of sticking. Probably not. I mean, I don't know if he's going to get much playing time. You know, Albert Almora went on the injury list, so that's why they made this move. It doesn't look like Mick Jeff McNeil is going to go on the injured list right now. They're saying it was cramping. I thought it was a hammy when he pulled up uh, running in a second base yesterday. So, I mean, I don't know if he's going to get much playing time at this point. And Brandon Nimmo could be back shortly. So, I don't think, I don't know if he'll be up long. Okay. So, not interested there. What about uh, supposedly the Mariners bringing up Logan Gilbert, who's uh, their top pitching prospect? Uh, he's ready to start tomorrow. I actually have Logan Gilbert stashed away on like four teams, one of which including uh, Tout Wars AL. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much, I have a league that runs waivers tonight, and I pretty much knew he was rostered, and I double-checked, and yes, he's already rostered. Uh, so almost every league I'm in, I'm pretty sure he's on a roster. I always double-check. Um, I'm not sure about the NFBC. In the NFBC, you either have to draft them and hold on, or if these drafted and dropped, they're available. If not, you got to wait till they're called up. So, with him coming up Thursday, that means he should be available on the waiver wire this weekend. And I'm sure the bids are going to be pretty high, especially if he has a good performance. But yeah, I, that was definitely someone I was looking at in draft champions leagues, and uh, just was not able to get him in any drafts and stash him. But yeah, he becomes someone that you're going to add everywhere. He was my last pick in like five leagues, last pick of the draft. And yeah, I and I sat there like borderline, like, do I do I drop him because I've been dealing with so many injuries? And I was just, I, I was stubborn and I was like, screw it, I'm gonna hold on to him. And now I'm talking like Tout Wars AL. Uh, I'm talking about the Sirius XM host league. I'm talking about my big home money league. Very excited about his uh, his call up here. Uh, I definitely need it in uh, in the uh, my big money league, um, having just lost Degrom, which is uh, I mean whatever two starts maybe three. How many how many starts do you think Degrom misses? Uh, two. He was playing catch yesterday in the outfield. Yeah. 
Really? Why would they? Like, if you're going to shut the dude down, just shut him down. You don't need him to play catch in the outfield right now. Let him just sit and relax for a little while before you like. He must start feel good. Back out there. He must feel good if he's doing it. Yeah. Well, again, there you go. Uh, players who come back too early from injuries uh, don't let them diagnose themselves. Every every competitive player is going to tell you that he feels great and put him in and let him. Well, the pick, team, let him the throw. team still has to sign off on it. I'm sure he was checked by the trainers and everything. So again, I think they did this out of caution and they had to after not doing it the first time. I knew immediately. I'm like, all right, they got to put him on the injured list right away. So I, I don't think he's going to miss uh, more than the required time. I hope you're right, dude. I, I hope that you are right. That would uh, that would make it, it wonderful for me. Did I tell you I got a, an offer, a trade offer from this dude in my league for for Degrom? He's the Met fan in my league, and he was like, uh, he's like, what if I gave you like a starting pitcher and a closer? And I was like, mm, no, not really digging on that because I'm I'm looking right and. Would you I'll just give you his best closer and his best starter. And you tell me, would you do that for DeGrom? Would you do Scherzer and Edwin Diaz for DeGrom? Would I do it? Um, yeah, probably not. I mean, if I was desperate for a, it's not a bad offer. No, it's not a bad offer. He, he never made the offer. He was like a pitcher and a closer. So if I came back to him and said Scherzer and Diaz, is that a deal that you would make if you were as the DeGrom owner? Um, or or I'll tell you what, sub out Scherzer for Freddie Peralta. I know you like him. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Just the, the concern I have with Peralta is how many innings is he going to go this year? All right. What about, all right, so here is starting pitchers. Uh, Scherzer, Wynoa, Pavetta, Peralta, Wade Miley. Adrian Hauser and Tyler Anderson. Yeah, it's Scherzer's the only guy. Yeah. Uh, And his closers are Yimmy Garcia and I mean, I don't, you came in, then Diaz. So it'd have to be Scherzer and Diaz. It's not a bad deal. I mean, if you, especially if you need a closer, I mean, Scherzer's been, been pretty good this year, man. Um, you know, still allowing home runs, but that was an issue last year. Uh, but strikeout rates 35.5%, walk rates 4.1%, and there's always the chance he gets traded to a better team. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I I mean, I've got Lou Trevino and, uh, and Ryan Presley as my closers right now. I had Holland, but he lost the gig. I mean... I don't necessarily know if that's the if that's a deal I really want to make. Uh, maybe Grom's hurt, and he and he's gonna he's gonna stay hurt. I'm telling you. Well, if you feel that way, move him now. Yeah, I'm gonna text him right now as we speak. How about that? All right. Let's see. What do you think? What do you think his response is gonna be when I say Scherzer and Diaz? I got. Uh, he's he's probably gonna say no because he didn't really have another closer, right? Um. No, he didn't. But he offered me closers. But he's got Yimmy Garcia. Yeah, but how many teams are in the league? Um, 17. I guess you could get by with one closer. Yeah. 
in this environment. Interesting, right? Interesting. Let's see. I'll, uh, I'll I'll make them an offer right now. And we'll say Degrom, because in this league you gotta you gotta do it. You know, a two for two. The way the rules are set up, they got all these like weird rules in there to prevent because it's a keeper league to prevent like those crazy dump deals going on. Yeah. So let's see. I might have throw him back. I got to throw him back a pitcher here, right? What do you think? Brady Singer? Too much? Yeah, I don't think you need to throw him back a pitcher. All right. I'll just say DeGrom for Scherzer and Diaz. See what he says there. <laughs> What about you, man? How are your teams holding up? Are you, uh, I mean, aside from your labor team, which is in the toilet, which is equal to where my uh, my Barf League team is? You get well, with these injuries? I mean, yeah, I'm getting hit with injuries, but for the most part, um, teams are pretty competitive. Uh, Tout Wars is in first place by like 18. Um, Home League is top three. GST's top three. Um, TGFEI was moved up to second in my league. Team in first is doing very well overall. Let's see where I'm at now. Uh, third place, 26th overall. Um, sixth, my main event team. That league's really competitive. This, so there's a lot of good players in there, man. Um, so it, it this is the, the breakdown 104 and a half in first, 101. 94, 92, 91 and a half. I have 89, 87 and a half, 86 and a half, 78 and a half. Damn. It is. Yeah, it's really it's tight it, up top. The crazy part is 55 points in pitching when we didn't take a pitcher until round five and just 34 in offense when started Trout, Freeman, Eloy, Meadows. First in K's, first in wins, <laughs> third in ERA. I mean, it's just crazy. So the way I look at that is like, all right, well, hopefully the bats drafted start to turn it around. And uh, I guess that's and that's the story of most of my leagues. My pitching is really, really good. And I guess it's because, you know, I was on guys like Freddie Peralta, Trevor Rogers, Zach Eflin, Rodon, McCullers. So, you know, getting all those guys producing very well um because it's the same thing in tout too i think my pitching is uh, the offense is good i mean i'm at first so it should be balanced but yeah the pitching has been really good there woodruff lynn alcantara eflin montgomery javier peralta herman and i only have one well i've been using one closer trevino and he's splitting i have crickton but i have not used him yet yeah, Trevino splitting in up. Oakland is a is yeah. a huge fucking bummer, dude. Yeah, it is, man. I do have Deekman in one league, but I have Trevino in two. So, I mean, they've been winning enough, but it does suck. Um, you just got to hope that, look, the fact that he gets saves, gets those opportunities is good enough now, right? <laughs> you want more, but you picked him up off the waiver wire and you just hope that he gets you a, 15 to 20 at this point. Yeah, that's what you're hoping for. 
Um, I'm definitely keeping my fingers crossed. Again, that's maybe that's maybe that's why I do this deal. Maybe I do, you know, pick up Diaz there because I can't rely on. But you know, it's it's so funny because as soon as like you you end up grabbing a closer, he either gets hurt or ends up losing his job, and then you're like, well, what am I going to do now? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, well uh, this Padre stuff has hurt me now. I have Eric Cosmer in quite a few weeks, and Tatis and Tout. So this sucks. Yeah, that's a bummer. Oh look, Austin Gomber's on my bench. He's pitching a shutout through uh, what four and two thirds of an inning right now. Can yeah, you talk I, about the Rocky starters at home this year? Yeah, I know. Gray has done well. I don't think Marquez has though, right? I know Gray has. Still, man, you don't don't see that's one you can't punish yourself for. You can't start him at home against the pot. I well, I know no Hosmer, no Tatis. It's a different lineup. It's still something you don't want to do. Um, no, it's definitely something that you don't want to do. And you know, it was it, I was fine taking him out. It's just when you look at it and you see it, and you just you know what he did to you because. Yeah, he did that to you. Like, yeah, one one and a third, nine earned runs, dude. That's 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 doing it to you. That's not that's not very nice. That only that's, gets erased in points leagues, head to head leagues, because it's done once the week is over. In Roto, it stays the whole damn year. Oh, right. And it's like it's just it's a um, yeah, it's an ass raping. That's what it is. You know, it's like you just get it shoved right up the whip hole. And uh, and and it's like near impossible to uh, to recover. Um, but I'm looking here for uh, home and away splits for the Rockies pitchers. And let's see, um, Marquez. Mm-hmm. See, that's a six oh eight ERA at home. He never pitches well there. Yeah, John Gray two point oh eight. Austin Gomber three. Chichi Gonzalez, 3.60. Yeah, use him. I like to see that. Oh, Chichi, oh, he was the worst, right? Oh, my God. I remember when he was with Texas. I think he went like two-thirds of an inning and gave up like like seven runs. Um, and the guy who rostered him in, uh, in, in my home league was just beside himself, like to the point where we wanted to get him a Chichi Gonzalez jersey. Just to torment them. It might be the weather in cores so far. It's been kind of cold there. They've had snow, right? I mean, that could be it. And they've had a lot of home games. That schedule was front-loaded. Really front-loaded. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why we were talking about, you know, getting guys like like CJ Crone, who's, oh, he's on the IL. Thanks, Yeah. Tom. Yeah, that's cool. I have Crone and Hosmer and TGFBI, so I got no first base for the rest <laughs> of the week. Or no court, whatever. I got Carlos Santana in there, but got an open spot. You got to wait till uh, the weekend to for Fab. Yeah. Oh, 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 man. All right. Well, I, you got anything else on your mind here today, Adam? I, uh, I, I'm, the well is dry here. I wrote my, oh, you know what? Let's find it. What'd you write about? What'd you end up writing about for, for the Rotus bonus? Because I haven't had a chance to look yet. I threw my buzz cuts up there, which were the uh, the the buy lows, or not even the buy lows, just the the cold starts that we were talking about. Um, what did you do for the Rotus bonus? Yes, yeah, some struggling players and what to do with them, and there was a few in there that I think that are buying opportunities. Yeah, like 
Let's see. Uh, Let Senzel. I think Senzel's a buying opportunity. Dylan Bundy. Jorge Soler. Senzel with his 0 for 5 from the leadoff spot today. It's all good, man. A lot of his underlying numbers are very, very good. That's why he's a buy. People are right. people are disappointed in him. I'm getting a lot of complaints about him. Really? Oh. Yeah. He's 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 <laughs> but he's playing every day. They've been playing him at second base, so in some leagues he's gonna get that second base eligibility soon. Um and I, I've seen some of his games where he's crushed balls that have been caught on the warning track. He's not striking out. He's walking. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of good things ahead for him. Well, it's really funny. So in my buzz cuts, when I was talking about some of the guys that we talked about, um, I have Luis Castillo in mind. I'm looking at the Ronas bonus right now. The last thing you say is if he could be acquired cheaply, I would take a shot. The last line of his write-up of, uh, for, for me was, um, you might want to make an offer to his owner for 50 or 60 cents on the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that the fantasy alarm is not a complete lockstep, baby? We know what's going on. We know what's going on. Dylan Bundy. You're in on Dylan Bundy still. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, his expected ERA is 304. He's really had two bad starts. And the last one was against the Dodgers where he allowed six runs in three and a third. Yeah. I mean, he should not be 0-4. Um, got a 1.14 whip, strikeouts are there, fastball velocities up. Yeah, I, I definitely buy him if you can. I mean, I have him in one league. It's in the NFBC main event. We actually benched him this week because he's going up against. Wait, is he going up against the Dodgers again? No, is he the Red Sox, right? But we had pretty good options. That's the thing is like for now, should, you know, injuries happen and then you you got to you're forced to start him, but. Uh, let me see. Got like Trevor Rogers and uh, let me see. I'll look at it, which is why we benched him. Barrios, we had Montgomery with two starts, Freddie Peralta, Matt Boyd with two starts, Trevor Rogers, Eflin, Classe, Rodon, who did get pushed back. He's dealing with a little back and hamstrings tightness. So they moved him to Saturday. I don't care as long as he pitches and you have to be careful with him. And then the other one was McCullers for two. So we're not going to put Bundy at Boston over those guys. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, Bundy will be back in there potentially next week. I don't know what the matchups are, but yeah. So that's the only league I have Bundy in. Right on, right on. Yeah, I actually have no shares of Dylan Bundy, um, at all. So see, oh, I like the Miguel Sano call. It's very tough to deal with him, but ah, dude's got I want, power. I wanted no part of him this, this year. I, in the past, I've taken a shot. I was done. Like oh, oh, you wrote him up, but he's not a buy low? No, no. Oh, oh I, thought, it's, I thought you said buy low opportunity. All. No, it was players that are off to slow starts on what to do. They're not all buy lows. Uh, oh, here you go. I got to read the description. Adam Ronas takes a look at a few players who are off to cold starts and break down whether or not they're worth buying low. All right, let's rapid fire it. Nick Senzel. Yes. Kyle Hendricks. No. Luis Castillo. Yes. Dylan Bundy. Yes. Calvin Biggio. No. Miguel Sano. No. Jorge Soler. Yes. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Guys, check out the article over at fantasyalarm.com. It is the Ronus bonus. 
hopefully buy low opportunities. Yeah, I wrote up Victor Robles in mine after that, you know, fun time Ugh. that we had that yeah. we had with him yesterday. So fucking sad. <laughs> that was so sad. I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of stuck with him. I mean, I guess I could cut him in labor. It's 12 teams, but I already cut Aaron Hicks in that one and no one picked him up last week. I thought someone would, and no one did. No one wants him. Yeah, my problem is where I have him. I mean, I don't think I don't think I only have him in the in the one league, right? I don't think I have him. Oh, was that that's off the top of the wall? I don't think that was a home run. I don't have him in that league. What if I I know I've got him in my in my primary money league. And that's the problem is that it's a 17 team league, right? And I um, you know, what am I? Like there, there are no outfielders on much. the waiver wire. I know, I know. Same thing in my home league, and I'm just holding it. I really, I need speed too. I'm light in speed, but again, I'm light in every offense category, which is never the case. It's crazy, man. Like usually in that league, my offense is near the top, um, and this year it's the complete. I have 29 and a half batting and 66 pitching, and I feel like that is the story of most of my leagues this year. And it's not like I invested heavily in pitching. I mean, I some leagues I might have taken a pitcher round two, maybe two in the first five, but I didn't start like, I didn't take many pitchers in the first round. Outside of TGFBI, I took Cole up seven. Um, but yeah, it's just, I guess I've gotten a lot of good pitching value late. How come, where, where's... I was tout like the breakdown for offensive pitching. There's no split here. And I like on like, where's the split? I don't see it. Uh-huh. All format standings. Come on, man. You got to do a better breakdown. This freaking site. <laughs> on Roto. It's so, so funny. This is Jim Bowden's first year in tout. Oh, he hates it, right? Oh, <laughs> Dude, I get something from him every, literally every single day. It's either a text or when we're like, you know, on break during the show. And he's just, he's leveling the site. He's like, I don't understand. I'm like, I have to like teach him all of these things. Like, you know, like when you play fantasy football on my fantasy league and you got to deal with like, you know, when you're looking for the draft room and you got to like go up to the very top, it's like four owners and that's where the drop down is. Like nowhere to be found in like a normal spot here on the site. Like on Roto is like a million times worse than that. And yeah, he, just, he goes bonkers over it. I so, mean, isn't it an indictment when you we draft for that on another site and then play during the season on it? Like, right? Why do they we don't play? have draft software. It makes no sense. Wait, I thought we we used to do the draft on it. They got rid of draft software. Oh, they, they don't they, do they have draft draft software there? Why are we not doing the draft over there then? I mean, kind of an indictment on the site, isn't it? That's why I never understood that. <laughs> really? We used to we used I thought we maybe I'm bugging out. I thought we used to draft on the site until the last couple of years. Um, I don't know. I have never I have never drafted on Roto. I mean, I'm looking at the Well, you go you, know, you guys were always did an auction though, right? Yeah. So they didn't have auction software ever. Is that what you're saying? Because I remember doing the draft on the site until the last two or three years. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they. I have no idea. I mean, I'm used to the site by now because we've been on it. But yeah, there's a lot of people that complain about it. Uh oh. How did I just log out from that? What the? For now, you can never log back in. Right? Seriously, like that would be a huge problem. That would be a huge issue because I'd be like, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea what my password is. And I probably wouldn't even be able to, like, find any. Oh, my goodness. It still says that. How about this, man? It still says that I have a a, a, a trade notification. And, from last and year? I have not. Oh, like, from last year, probably. I've, like, cleared everything. I'm like, what? There are no messages here. And, yeah. Yeah. Anywho, all right, man. Well, listen, we got a lot of fish to fry. I thought we were going to talk a little bit more football, but I'm going to uh, just in the in the narrative sense. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I feel like, you know, you, you whizzed in my Cheerios. Oh, stop. No. All right. Yeah. Can't wait. Sam Darnold week one against the Jets. Is that does that fit your revenge narrative? I think I think you would. Well, when he throws for three twenty five and three touchdowns. And he runs one in himself. Yeah, I think it would fit into that revenge game narrative. Okay. But now you're just not, you know, it just I, I I can hear the insincerity in your voice. No. So I you will, can't even, you're not even like making it up to me now. No, I think it's a huge storyline, bro. Like I'm gonna be uh, following the like, news on this. Like it hurt my feelings. I, I feel like I feel like I, I hope all your cowboys go 0-17 this year. They won't go 0-17. The Jets have a better chance of doing that, and you know it. Um, I hope you lose every game, every game this year. I, I do, and I hope I hope your your fantasy teams also lose every game this year. Not How about happening. that? Not gonna happen. No. No. All right, we'll see. We will see. I we're gonna we're gonna have to get into more leagues with you this year. Just increase the smack talk levels. Increase it. So, all right, folks. Well, let's see. Lots of stuff coming up here uh, over the weekend. I don't even know what day it is anymore. It's uh, Tune into Adam uh, and Justin Fetzerman on Alarm After Hours uh, every night, midnight to 2 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you don't want to miss that. And uh, meet on the Fantasy Alarm Show, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Also, Getting Buzzed, new video program, new talk show over at Fantasy Alarm TV. You're going to want to Definitely check that out. Uh, but for uh, for the Grinch to my NFL schedule, he's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up. We'll catch you next time.